Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Hey, welcome everyone to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle with host Sylvie Dow here. And I'm super excited to bring you one of our amazing Canadian athletes, Kirsty Lay. Now she's in Calgary, right? Yeah. Awesome. So she's in Calgary. And the amazing thing about her story is, and we're going to hear all about it. She went from speed skating, and I'm just going to write, uh, explain a little or give you a little bit of background speed skating, road racing, elite cyclist to mom. And so for us, we're going to get a little bit of the front line of how she got into sport but then we're gonna go and dive right into motherhood which i personally think as a mom is super important so here's a little bit of background for kirsty and uh so she used to be a former canadian professional racing cyclist who rode professionally for the uci women's team rally uhc cycling from 2016 to 19. Now, winning a bronze medal at the Team Pursuit at the UCI Track World Championships in 2015, she started her elite career in long track speed skating. So can you think of any other one of our Olympic athletes who went that road, speed skating to road cycling? Listen to this. So she competed um, in three UCI World Junior Championships. It was at the the uh, Calgary Olympic Oval, where she was inspired by none other than Clara Hughes. And that led her into her career, her secondary elite <laughs> career as a road cycling racer. So welcome, Kersey. I'm so excited to have you here. And uh, let's just get right into it. Let's hear the front story. Like, how did you get into and of course how old were you when you first got into your first career well i started speed skating when i was 10. um i was from medicine hat so it was just something my friend brought me to i had no clue what it was and i gave it a shot and i loved it um and just from there i just like i loved the environment of just traveling and being with my friends and racing being competitive so it was pretty easy it didn't really feel like I had to make it I just I just had so much fun so that was the best part and then I made the national team when I was 16 with a junior world team and then I continued uh, through senior ranks and got to some world cups and then in 2012 I injured my ankle so basically that's kind of what led me to switch sports obviously but um we have these boots in speed skating where they mold them entirely to your foot with um carbon fiber and mine was molded slightly wrong i think and i injured my ankles so basically Mm -hmm. i lost all feeling in one foot and when i would put my skate on so it was like a nerve issue and i couldn't feel my foot on the ice which is kind of an issue when you're going that fast I would say yeah and you're trying to you know be the best of the world at what you do or you know strive for that and you know you just you just know that that's going to be that's going to hinder something so so how does that work like and first before we before I ask the question I love that you started at 10 because you know and I'm sure you're going to find this as a mom you don't want to push your kids too fast into yeah. sport and we're like that too like we want our kids to play and yeah. have fun 
And I think 10 is probably the, the best time to kind of niche it down to something that they can focus on. Is that how you felt like at that time? Like, yeah, I was in like almost every sport I begged my parents to put me in and to the point where they, there was no time left in the day. So oh. um, they were just <laughs> we like, narrowed it down to one. It was speed skating. Yeah, this is what I want to do. You're like, Oh my God, finally. <laughs> I know. Once I really found speed skating, I kind of didn't want to do anything else. Like I said, to my mom, like, nah, like I'm fine here. Like, just like sign me up for everything that I can do here. So like, I think I, my parents let me choose entirely and it was, that was my passion. So, and they never pushed me once to continue. Like if I walked in the room and said, I don't like this anymore, they'd be like, okay. Like they were just so supportive that way, which is how I want to be with my kids. So, mm-hmm. um, and then I think you do it longer because you enjoy it. It's like for the right reason. Yeah. I think when there's less pressure to, you know, cause it took you six years literally to get to a high level. Yeah. So that would mean you've been having lots of fun until <laughs> until yeah. then and then it kind of like got serious <laughs> yeah I mean you're still having so much fun but definitely you started training more and like thinking more of like the Olympics and stuff I mean you're still pretty young in speed skating usually you're older when you go to Olympics so um but it was a dream how did it feel getting to um like world juniors and there is um and you did some world cups too so you got to travel a fair amount yeah I traveled quite a bit with speed skating. Um, the first one was in Finland and that was so exciting for me. Like, obviously when you're a junior, it's like the end all be all. Like, it's like, if I don't make junior worlds, my career's over. Like, you know, these sort of things. <laughs> um, I put a lot of pressure on myself, but it was so fun. And it just opened my eyes to like what you can do with sport and the people you can meet and where you can travel. And so I was just hooked. And that was when I got my first Team Canada gear too. So it's like, you see oh. the team wearing their gear and just like want that so bad so it was like I still remember it was like probably the highlight of my life so <laughs> when you got it yeah it was There's the jacket or the the yeah the suit. like <gasps> I tried it on in the bathroom of the hotel and I was so excited and like <laughs> I'm just gonna wear this all the time <laughs> yeah I know I would have slept in it if my mom let me but it was just like can I have three so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I traveled quite a bit with speed skating and then World Cups when I was at the senior level. Um, but I got injured shortly after making my first World Cup circuit. So where I was sort of already injured. So it was kind of short lived, I guess. But was it all because of your skate, you think? Or yeah, I mean it was like a motor pattern too. So but as soon as I took my skating boot off, I was totally fine and um, my oh, feelings wow. my like, would go back so it's just so skating specific which is also a blessing because it allowed me still to do other sports pain-free like I have no pain to this day like it's not something I carry with me wow so, yeah it's but it's a like, weird pressure point thing it's right in the tarsal tunnel so runners get it and then they're oh. but it was just like a pressure point and it makes my whole foot go numb so yeah not fun at the time and I went through a lot of emotions because you work so hard to get to this point and then it's just something silly like that and you don't really understand it and why it's happening so I was so happy to find a second sport because I still felt the competitive bug oh yeah and I'm sure like you built up some serious uh skating legs yeah I mean we transitioned well yeah well to track yeah but I mean, I didn't even know, so I transferred to track cycling and at, like I knew Clara went back and forth and everything. And I love cycling so much because we do that in training and speed skating in the summer. And, mm-hmm. and by the end, I was always sad when cycling was over. So I knew something with like, I loved it so much. So I'm like, well, maybe I should try this eventually. But you know, sometimes it's daunting to start a new sport, especially when you're 24. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, is that when you made your transition? Yeah, I was 24 when I started cycling, so. Oh, wow. Pretty late, and I know, I mean. Well, yes and no. If you're just uh, getting into cycling, yes, but if you've been competitive in another sport, I think you can transition those years pretty easily. Yeah, for sure. I had the engine, and I, but I was lucky that I was in the right place at the right time. I like, so I enrolled in full-time school 
as soon as I retired from speed skating, because I was like, okay, well, got to finish my degree and like, I'll move, move on. I wasn't even planning on doing cycling. And I was printing notes in the Canadian Sports Institute lab, um, just for my next accounting class. And the talent ID lady walked by and she was like, I just heard you retired. Would you like to try cycling? And I was like, uh, okay. And she was like, we'll track cycling. And I was like, I don't really know what that is. So I went home and I YouTubed what Team Pursuit was. Cause like, yeah. you know, it's kind of an obscure sport slightly compared to road cycling. And, and yeah, I, I accepted the invitation to try it for sure. And then within two weeks I was in LA with the, the women's team. So from that one bronze in London. So that was like wow. the quickest like intro to like track cycling I could find. Like I, obviously I knew right away, like, how big the gap was to get to their level. So definitely interesting. How did you find getting on the track for the first time? Like with the single speed? Yeah, like I <laughs> that was the first time I had tried a single speed was in LA in the 250. And when I- Oh my gosh. On the track, I was like, oh my goodness. Like what is Like this? as long as you don't run into me, just- <laughs> Yeah, and I was, I thought I was going fast enough and I start sliding and I'm like, like it's so nerve-wracking but obviously they didn't put me anywhere near the girls because I was very dangerous um so <laughs> I just like was way off the back like trying to learn how to ride a bike so it was all the right progression steps but yet at the same time they showed me where I needed to be in four years right. if I wanted to make the Olympics which as already coming from high performance sport like that was the mm -hmm. best thing possible for me so um so were you living in Calgary before Okay, yeah. so you did. You guys did move from um, where'd you say? Um, not Yellowknife. Oh, I was in Montreal for a few years, a couple of years. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm from Medicine Hat, which is Medicine Hat. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So Medicine Hat to Montreal, then to Calgary. No, <laughs> sorry. Medicine Hat to Calgary for okay, and then I was right. here. For, I don't know. I want to say well, from 16 to 24, and then. I was traveling with the team so much. And then um, I think I lived in Montreal from 2014 to 2017. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, for your team. No, my husband's from Montreal. So after we got married, we moved there. So, oh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> Becker, yay. <laughs> so it was, I loved it. It was great. But we just came back to be closer to my family. So, Right. Yeah. And the track. And the track, yeah. <laughs> so you progressed um quite quickly on the track yeah which is cool well, and quickly and yes <laughs> my teammates were really patient with me to help me so it was great but <laughs> <laughs> well they're like we can see the I suppose when you can see the potential there is you know like yeah I mean the I time a few times in racing and I'm sure they probably were scratching their heads like what are we doing bringing this girl into the line when she's so new but they were so patient and would give me so much feedback and so obviously like I just first and foremost would say I'd never like reach the level without my teammates helping me or oh. like helping me so like yeah <laughs> it it's nice to have um even though it's a uh, daunting being thrown into uh that like so quickly but like you said your high performance you can pick up the tips and and yeah. feedback quite quickly and make adjustments. So. Yeah, you already have that analytical side of you and the technical, mm -hmm. so, and speed skating so technical, so I was quite used to thinking that way. Right, cool. Yeah. So how, like, just tell us a little bit about, like, maybe your best experience um, or highlight of your track, like your road cycling experience, because it wasn't all on track. Yeah, so I, I guess, just to put it all condensed, I did focus primarily on track until the Rio Olympics when we, and we won bronze there. So that was just such a um, focus because it's, you know, you were going for an Olympic medal. And then I had already signed to rally um, for that year, the Olympic year. And then after the Olympics, that's when I really dove into road cycling, just as a change of pace and everything. Mm -hmm. You do need to switch it up to keep things fresh and exciting, especially like if you're planning to go for another quadrennial. Um, oh yeah, yeah, Just another so, like, Olympic was, run. Yeah, that was definitely my plan. So, um, 
that's kind of what I did. But I would say the highlight for track, obviously winning bronze at the Olympics was a highlight. Um, but I would even say like we won gold at Pan Am Games in Toronto, which was a home crowd experience. Nice. So that was just so cool. And that was like my first big games of, of sorts. So, and my family was there and that was the first time they'd seen track cycling. Cause obviously track cycling is in South America, all these different places that they never traveled to. So man, that was just like the coolest feeling ever to be in front of a home crowd and win. And then the, obviously yeah, the Olympics, but yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. That must've been amazing for your parents just to be like, yeah, there for you like when you can't so drop with you. Oh, my dad was so nervous my mom's like he can't watch you like she keeps turning around to be worried and I'm like okay dad <laughs> okay like, just watch like so it was really cute but so I always want to ask what was your worst moment like when you're talking about mental fortitude to race like this and train like this did you ever have like a serious down like depressive point yeah well I kind mean of like you know I would say sorry uh I mean you you go through highs and lows as an athlete like it's just a given and if you're always mm -hmm. on top you're you like if you're always like running high usually you haven't pushed the boundaries enough or you you also just haven't continued enough because sport is there's just so much thrown at you and a lot of it's out of your control too so um, I would say, oops, sorry. Um, first, I would say a pretty down spot was when obviously I kept crashing in at first starting track cycling. And then I thought that maybe I had like bitten off a little too much and maybe this wasn't it. And so it took me a while to get the confidence again to do that, mm. to go back out there. And it was, like I said, my teammates that believed in me that I could do it because I, I had no self-confidence after crashing twice in racing. So not great. Um, but yeah, I would say like, it probably came after like the Olympics, you kind of gear up so much for something and then all of a sudden it's over, but it's this lifelong dream and you, it's, it's surprising when it comes, you're like, oh wow, it's here. Like this is, I've always thought of this moment, but now, and it's over. Yeah. And you, you know, you do so well, but there's still like a big, crash after and then you kind of got to evaluate like am I going to keep cycling and what right. are my goals like sort of thing so I would say like at the post Olympic blues hit pretty good and that's why I chose to make new goals in road cycling just because I felt like the fire in that so yeah yeah I can imagine that um the high is the high the highest and then after you like oh it's done like now what do I do like do I go for another run do I change it do I like yeah and there's so many options available and it's like oh should I just go back to school or should I like I'm getting older like you know you just like there you evaluate everything and you probably just need to take a break and just not put any pressure on yourself really and mm -hmm. so, um, so what was your favorite um part of cycling like the road racing part like the, the racing, racing part well I loved uh, the strategy of road racing that mm -hmm. everything unfolded during the race. So I was the, I was the road captain for rally after 2016. So 2017 for the next two years. And that was really fun for me because I kind of got the bug for like seeing how the race played out. And our director, Zach Bell, like really helped me with um, race strategies and, and reading the race properly and man it's just so addicting like I like I wanted to go in every race possible so <laughs> you're like okay <laughs> yeah no it's just so fun I I no race is the same in road cycling um and coming from track you know everything's so controlled and measured yeah. and kind of like you always kind of have the same style of strategy because you know you're refining it versus road cycling every race is different every terrain oh, different yeah. so that was just such a breath of fresh air and you know and to be race, outside no doubt yeah I love it. it was just so nice <laughs> but I mean you have a bad race you learn from it but you're never gonna get that exact situation again you'll get oh yeah of it and then you learn and you and so I just like that part so much 
Yeah, that's one of the things that I love about because I I got well I raced for about eight years, but at the masters level. But I put together my own team, so I just grabbed a bunch of my girlfriends. I'm like, hey, you want to race? This is 2005, and uh, I have no idea what's go you know how to race or what it's all about. Let's get you know we got a coach, and then we went to our first race, and we're like, oh, that's you know it's kind of like eye opening. Then you either decide if you like it or not. Yeah. And that's kind of like a defining moment. Like, okay, am I going to continue? I didn't like the pain. I didn't like coming last. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, that's where I got the bug. And um, yeah, and I would strategize with my team, you know, because I was a manager and I'm like, okay, we're, this is what we're going to do. And you just watch, like, when you're in the race, you're like watching everybody and, and learning, yeah. you know, especially when you see big teams come out and you're like three people. You're like, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> have some cards to play with if you actually. Yeah, I know. You like got eight person team and you're sitting there with, you know, two or three and you're like, mm, well, yeah. as long as I stay close to these girls, maybe I'll learn something. Yeah, no, that's it. Especially like if you do road nationals in, in Canada, it's like rally will have like six girls and then yeah. we'll have one or two riders. So it's like definitely not really fair in the terms of the team sense but yeah you're like okay well obviously this team's gonna do something so as yeah, long as so close like great we'll just be defensive I guess yeah <laughs> I'll get in the break a breakaway and uh, <laughs> yeah. or I'll try to you just read that you have to read the race it's always different but yeah. oh yeah well and then you're like yeah I know it's gonna take me years to be able to you know stick with the first 25 percent I would say stay at the top 25 stay at yeah. the top 25 yeah it's better at the front <laughs> it's better at the front yeah <laughs> it's rule number one <laughs> don't go back there. I know I, I took um I took a a bunch of girls to an event like every nothing's a race nobody wants to race but everybody will be super competitive at events right like yeah. grand fondos and stuff like yeah. that and I'm like okay you know we're all lining up I'm like it's time to get as close to the front as possible and they're like you know their eyes like what i'm like yeah I go, you don't start a race like this at the end no, no, no. <laughs> like unless you want to be biking by yourself for the whole or like 100 kilometers which i don't think you want to so yeah. let's give ourselves a little bit of a chance to get in a group mm -hmm. at the front and uh you know four of them out of 12 came with me <laughs> It's usually so people think that if you go to the front, it's harder work because you're not. But sometimes it's it's better riders, so that you just like it's easier than going. Yeah, the back all the time. and and it's not like a race because then you have all different levels at the front, so yeah. it it spans out pretty quickly. Yeah, you know, like the the faster ones get to the front, like right. you know, weed through the slower ones. Yeah, and I'm like, and then you just hop on a group. Yeah. and just hold on for dear life yeah and so they you know like you don't have to work as hard yeah <laughs> i'm like come on girl so and then only one girl ended up sticking with me at the front until halfway through and then and then i got dropped and but i'm like at least half the race i didn't have to ride by myself yeah, yeah. you know yeah Definitely. <laughs> it's never fun riding by yourself. All right. So did you do any crits? Yeah. I, well, I mean, the North American calendar is very crit heavy, especially is in, it? even in stage races. So yeah, did quite a few crits. That's and one of my faves. Talk about strategy. Yeah. I love it. Was, it was like a power. Obviously, it's like usually an hour of really intense. So that's yeah coming from track too because you have so much power built up so uh yeah bc super week every summer was like just so fun with and obviously all the prize money's there too so oh. <laughs> the women still get big prize money uh yeah well i mean it's obviously not as good as the men but it's getting better but at bc super week like i think it's 15 grand for the winner so holy crap really yeah yeah, at Gastown, yeah, Gastown Grand Prix. BC Super Week is, like, the greatest for crit racing, so. Wow. Missed it this year because of COVID. Um, they shut everything down, but 
Yeah. If, yeah. If you like crits, BC Super Week is your. So is that an accumulation of all your points through the weekend? No, that was a one race go. So it's, yeah. Holy. It's, uh, it, yeah. It's called Gastown. It's streamed live every year. Um, and it's 15 grand for the winner, men and women each. And then it goes. Yeah. So you, you can make quite a bit of money at BC Super Week because there's like, I want to say there's 11 races. Don't quote me on it, but. Oh, geez. Wow. Yeah. Oh, over a week. Over a week, but it's not accumulation of, it's not an accumulation of points for the prize money. Every event is standalone and you can enter it. Oh, so. that's super cool. So Actually, that's kind of nice. And it ends the following Sunday. So it's a little longer than a week, which is why it's a super week, but yeah. Uh, yeah you can and so people will go and they'll just like some of them will like target certain races with the big money because obviously to do 11 crits you're going to be kind of fried by the end yeah so um yeah definitely you kind of pick and choose what you want to do is it the same course no it's all oh. over vancouver so oh yeah. oh very cool yeah, i'm gonna have to really check great. that out when i get myself back in shape oh, absolutely yeah. The one thing so I like about crit. Pardon? I would love to get in shape again and go out there and do it because it's just such a fun environment too. It's the summer and you know it's it's low pressure, but you still want to like it's just fun. I don't know. I guess if you go without a team and you just jump in wherever. Yeah, you can just ride independent. Yeah, except I think uh, Gaston, you might need a team. I can't remember. I'm. I'm you probably need a UCI license. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, let's transition from that. So how did you decide to retire? Well, or maybe you haven't retired. Okay, no, no, sabbatical. Retired. <laughs> Parental sabbatical. I've definitely retired. Um, well, obviously my little guy kind of dictated when I got pregnant. So, um, Is that a surprise? Yeah, it was definitely like, so I mean great surprise it's best thing ever happened for sure um but I found out actually at like the the world cup before Milton I, I thought <laughs> I had an ear infection because I was so dizzy and it went to the team doctor and no I definitely <laughs> he's like ear infection <laughs> there. Like yeah so um obviously that was a bit of a shock because I had my eyes set on Tokyo and um but <laughs> like yeah so you go from one day like I went to bed thinking I would you know thinking of the next Olympic cycle and you wake up and you're thinking of like what crib to buy so <laughs> it's quite interesting <laughs> like really crazy shift um I yeah and then obviously things stop right away because sport is your body so I'm yeah. not gonna reduce, I'm not gonna so you almost go on yeah, maternity leave early, which I found quite challenging because I was, you know, so used to like having a set schedule and I felt really good still. Like I found out, you know, you, when you first find out you're pregnant, usually you still are pretty good at sports because the blood yeah. level is so high. Mm -hmm. and I was at that point. So I was feeling really good on the bike and I was so confused. Like, and I remember even telling my coaches and they, I, I think I'd tell them like six times they were like, they didn't understand. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Yeah. So, no. and I mean, a couple of weeks later, I'm like, I can't, I'm so tired. So it like goes quickly, but. Oh, I had one of my best races when I was pregnant. Yeah, it's quite. <laughs> but funny. it was four months. It wasn't like. Okay. Oh no, I, I definitely knew before that. So. Oh. Yeah. But I think I was, I can't remember. I'm, I'm foggy right now, but anyway, so I found out, um, as a surprise for sure but it was like the best surprise so uh, I retired I didn't retire actually till after he was born because I wasn't sure if I was going to come back to cycling mm -hmm. knowing it's definitely an option um, a yeah. lot of endurance sports you're better post baby as well so yeah and you know you see other women doing it Lizzie's did it and she's amazing all right like it didn't take her long and so it was definitely an option and I had the support to do it but um, it was after I took a few months after he was born and I just like, I just, my heart had changed entirely. Like, I think I want to hang out with my kid yeah, like, <laughs> over. I mean, like, 
I think it's awesome when moms come back and they're still the best at like, they just, you know, I think it's so, I just love those stories. But mm -hmm. for me personally, I just, my heart had changed and I still love cycling. I love watching it. I love hearing about it, but I would rather have him on the back of my bike than me by myself training. So that was oh, and I was looking at your Facebook page and <laughs> I love that time. Like I remember when my daughter was, I have a couple pictures in the, you yeah. know, in the, the seat on the bike and she's yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, he's such a chill baby that it made it really easily but easy for me to like I'd go up for three hours and he would be so happy and sometimes he even brings his helmet to me he just likes it so much so <gasps> oh it was, cool. it was really easy like I was like okay you want to go biking up gladly so let's yeah, go can, like full nap in the back seat which is kind of funny he's just so relaxed so definitely locked out but <laughs> Do you have a big chariot as well? Yeah, I usually just use the chariot for running because um, I find it quite heavy and awkward. And so I got the, the Chewy seat, the attachable seat to the frame um, for yeah. actually getting out. And I got a gravel bike. So I'm not going very fast, but it's, it's fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, I think getting out. Yeah. No, I know. That's the best part. Like, it's like. I, I like I'm just cruising <laughs> so I was like as soon as I got because I had my daughter in September so I had yeah, two yeah. of them in September one in February <laughs> oh my god but I had a chariot and I used to take the car seat and I know they're like well you can't use a chariot until they're but I was like I took the car seat and I strapped it in that thing and I went <laughs> oh yeah well you, you think about it you got the chariot yeah and then they're strapped in the car seat which is strapped in the chariot and yeah. I'm going like 10 kilometers an hour. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I am biking to town for a coffee because I live in the country. <laughs> so yeah. like, no, it, they're awesome ways to get around for sure. But I think mm -hmm. that you can use them a bit younger now because they have the infant insert. Oh yeah. They have that. Yeah. I got that too. And I was like, oh. yeah, I like that they're in the car seat when they're next sounds super great yeah and they're strapped in and mm -hmm. so you got double everything yeah never be too so. safe i know i'm like <laughs> i am going to figure this out yeah <laughs> you go you babe you go to baby groups oh Hello. yeah it's <laughs> so fun <laughs> but i see you've got a great network of moms yeah all my girlfriends from speed skating actually who i was grew up with and they all went uh were on the national team and some went to the olympics they all we all got pregnant within like a month of each other i want to say and like wow no, no one had talked to each other or planned it it was like one person said i'm pregnant and then we all were like me too and it was just so weird and so like it was so like it was more funny like everyone was laughing at us but it was like not planned but made it great because we had a built-in mom group instantly and we're all best friends so we're just like oh like it's oh my gosh so what did they did they did they continue on after speed skating or it all been retired for a few years prior to having a baby so i was the only one still in sport yeah right and so. did you finish up your school yes i finished school i like jammed it in obviously it was full-time when i got recruited into cycling so I finished I only had one year left and so I got my degree before I started traveling everywhere because uh, I don't know how I would have finished like the last right. year of school doing all of that so yeah so I had my degree so that was awesome but so now so let's compare cycling coaching and being an elite athlete to a new mom and a new baby let's hear about that well, I'm mean, <laughs> still very busy. Yeah, <laughs> of course we are. <laughs> well, not a strict schedule, but I mean, it's, you're still very organized, but mm -hmm. um, I would say like, it's a big adjustment because elite sport, like it's, you know, everything's all about you. Every, you know, you're measuring your sleep, everything and your nutrition. And then all of a sudden you're a new mom and it's like, you don't sleep, 
you don't read very well <laughs> and it's not about you it's about the baby but it's just like so it was like a complete 180 but I I loved it because it was such a like for me it was such a breath of fresh air to just like have a total shift and not be so focused on like how I'm feeling all this stuff like it was just like oh doesn't matter I didn't sleep last night I'll have six cups of coffee like <laughs> Now I don't have to, like, I can go for a walk or a run and I can take like seven breaks and just like, it was just like, I don't know, coming from elite sport for so many years. I loved yeah. it. I think I needed it. And yeah, but definitely being a mom is like the most rewarding thing ever because you see this little person that you love so much and you see what, I don't know, them discovering the world. And it's just, I think that's why I just like didn't really need bike riding anymore for me personally. Yeah. Like I, I felt fulfilled elsewhere. So yeah. I love, I really love that you say that because um, I find that a lot, a lot of, you know, moms or not, well, not moms, women, you know, we just carry our career and we just find so, so much focus on so many other things and never think about that part for me the same as you like motherhood was amazing and I look forward to it and it, it is a huge shift like I wasn't um like I didn't wasn't into sports like you but the thing is that we have so much to give somebody else you know yeah. what I mean like passing on mm -hmm. um our experience and our knowledge and I just find that well, maybe I'm biased, but like, or, you know, if we were, we didn't have somebody to pass that on, how, you know, empty life would be. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I, like, I, I just have always known I'd wanted kids. So yeah, you know, it felt like a natural progression. Obviously it's not always rainbows and butterflies. Like you have your moments where you're like, oh, <laughs> Like, <laughs> wait till you have the second one <laughs> oh yeah I know I'm sure oh but um I don't know I just like and I I do always I can't like personally some days when I'm so busy and I'm just I am just a stay-at-home mom I'm like I don't know how those moms do it that have a career like kudos to them like it's mm -hmm. challenging like definitely like moms are superheroes I think um well you're gonna be one of them yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I, I just think every mom is doing their best and it's, it's awesome to see and see different progressions or what they choose. And, but I, 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 after he was born, I got into coaching at the long track, um, speed skinning oval. And I, I thought that was really great for me as well though, too, because mm -hmm it gave me that balance still of like, I'm still doing something for myself and I come home almost more energized because I even just took two hours away. So um, I still think that there's a good balance of still not forgetting yourself, but like, yeah, so. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know my husband's like taken off. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm glad. Oh, is he awake? I can hear him. I don't, he's probably drinking his milk upstairs. Oh, you can bring him out if he gets like, you think he, because <laughs> I mean, that's, this is what it's about, right? Like losing you internet wise. He loves pulling out the router and he thinks it's like, he's helping me. So he always comes with the internet router and I'm like, Oh, and so when we were doing our coaching courses, I kept stressing that he would grab the router. So I made this rule like, <laughs> can't go on the stairs because it's like he knows exactly where to go so yeah so maybe oh my gosh that's so funny <laughs> but but oh so what what was I saying after that um oh oh no so it's good that you know that you're back in there like us you know and being a coach and yeah. giving back because you know like um there's not as many women coaches out there. No, and I think there's a lot more coming on the scene, but definitely there's a big gap for sure. Yeah. And it's good that you went back to offer that, you know, the coaching part. Cause then it also gives you an opportunity to work and leave the house. 
Yeah, I, <laughs> which is important. No, it's definitely like, it's nice to do something and get out and, but like still just still have that mom home life where I'm, I'm not, it's not a nine to five. Like I was pretty lucky that way that I could just yeah. go to the in the morning and be home by, by lunchtime. So that was helpful. But um, yeah, I, I love coaching. I kind of got the bug at the end of my road career when I was with the juniors at a junior camp and I just, oh. I had so much fun with them, that age group. Cause they're just, I could see so many similarities from when I was that age of just how you're so excited to do your sport. And it's just like basic, you know, like it's yeah. fun. And I just knew I wanted to work with like kids that age group eventually. So kind of got me thinking that way post-sport a little bit, but that's great. Are you going to continue like coaching and maybe yeah, I, uh, more with I'm, the juniors? I'm doing obviously my cycling coaches, right? Uh, coaching levels right now through the NCC, yeah. but just, I decided to do that because it's COVID and you know, you're not leaving your house. So it's a great time to just get some stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whether I was coaching long track last year um, at the speed skating oval and whether it's in speed skating or cycling, hopefully I can do some cycling stuff. There's, there's a great little um, youth cycling program. Oh. Where it would be really fun to get involved. I don't really know the cycling scene here as much as because I was the last few years I was in Montreal. So once COVID wraps up and you can see people again and like be involved with things, it would be fun to see what I can do with that. So yeah. Oh. That sounds exciting because, you know, you could probably do lots of stuff. Like you could start your own little team. Yeah. You could... Writing programs from home, like you can still be a stay-at-home mom, but involved. So there's mm -hmm. lots of options, which is great. I'm looking, uh, I've been thinking about uh, getting into a more of a junior program because right at uh, here in Ottawa, Gatineau, I have a women's cycling club. Okay. And uh, so I, I cater to a lot of, you know, female cyclists, 40 and up, uh, masters, but more on a recreational yeah. line. And for me, I'm just like so competitive and I want to go out and like, I was hoping to get back to racing this summer, Yeah, which is kind of nice that this <laughs> happened because I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not quite ready yet because I used to race and I used to coach. And I'm yeah. like, I know exactly what I need to do or will have to do to get back to being, you know, you feel that like the process. So yeah. I'm like, do I want to go through all that pain again? And things and, um, but, uh, I'm like, well, I know that there's areas that need that boost and the junior programs is definitely one for women for girls yeah even for guys it just uh but girls tend to drop out a lot faster than guys do absolutely especially in that age group it's like mm -hmm. if they have the support and they have fun with it and their friends are in it i i think it's like the greatest opportunity so many kids know how to ride their bike they just don't know what's available i would say and yeah so that's why I kind of, it's in, it's in my future. I'm just not sure where it yeah. falls in place. And the nice thing is that my kids are kind of getting into that age group. Well, they're still yeah. young, but they like riding their bikes. And I think my son's going to be a huge mountain biker. I don't know. He's just got like an engine that does, doesn't stop like running yeah. and biking. And I'm like, well, it'd be fun yeah, if you can coach your kids or just like, you know, be involved because then, I mean, it's double, like you overlap. So, yeah, I'm like, how do I channel this? I said, we need to put them in mountain bike camp all yeah. summer next year. <laughs> <laughs> Let somebody else teach them and then I'll uh, take them out. And then my yeah. daughter, the same. Um, but, uh, you know, she likes, she likes gymnastics more. And I'm oh. like, fine. Yeah. Uh, my, my older daughter did like, six years of competitive gymnastics. I'm like, okay, I'll go back to the gym. <laughs> I, I did gymnastics when I was younger. I loved it. I was oh, did you? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's the basis of everything. And I'm like, yeah. so um, 
but I also saw lots of kids go super hardcore into it super young and um yeah mid-teenage I mean obviously their peak is a lot younger so their lifestyle yeah. and then you know by 16 you're like you know if, yeah. you, if you made nationals then yeah. you're, you're either in or you're at the top like it's it's hard yeah to you're either up there or down here <laughs> and, uh, yeah but uh so I'm super excited about the so do you have plans for yourself for the next tell us about your next year oh well <laughs> I mean at this point it's like the next four weeks we're in lockdown so that's <laughs> it's oh that's right yeah so we were supposed to come to calgary oh yeah you probably aren't anymore (laughs) my sister lives there okay nice yeah so we were totally geared up for 10 days in calgary and skiing and i know my family my parents are on vancouver island and oh we have my little buddies up oh bring him out (laughs) we can say hi buddy oh we got some deadhead going on this is hello the light can you say hi can you wait hi he's sometimes very shy (laughs) (laughs) like i just woke up he kind of needs a haircut but i know now this is where you start becoming the hairdresser there oh my goodness i'm so bad at that but he's already had three (laughs) haircuts and he's only 18 months his hair is just like a weed like it's crazy yeah oh he's super cute I love your pajamas. Oh, he's a very, he's a nature baby. He loves trees. Like I, I, we got our Christmas tree and he just stands and smells it. Like he just is in love with it. So I don't know how we're going to take it down because it's like his favorite thing. Mm. (laughs) Well, when all the needles fall off, you you know, Hey, what do you think about being on the back of your mummy's bike? Do you like biking? Like it? <laughs> he's not talk, really talking yet. He still says oh. a few words, but usually he's really chatty. Like as soon as I hang up, he'll just like start laughing. <laughs> not that I know what he's saying yet, but we're getting there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you zoom a lot with your pa- your grand your parents. Oh yeah, he's. Oh, so he's. This is kind of like, yeah, but I'm not quite sure who she is. <laughs> he's used to FaceTime. He's always talking to Nana and Papa, so. Oh, yeah. So. Are you going to go eat some breakfast? You got to do lots of that these days. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, if you, do you have, do you have plans, Christy, for the next year that you want to disclose? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, we're expecting another little guy, or we don't know, guy or girl. We have. Oh, you don't know? Yeah, no, we don't know. But it's how exciting! Two is amazing. Yeah, I know. It'll be so fun. So in the spring, so um, that'll be obviously another adventure, and then that'll be awesome time because then you can get out immediately. I know, (laughs) I know, and then you can be active and. Yeah. That was one thing when I came home. I'm like, okay, let's go for a walk. You want to go walking right now? I said, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we're pretty excited and yeah, we'll just see and then see when we can get into the coaching world and start getting to some bike races. So that's well, you got lots of good years ahead of you. That's for sure. (laughs) You make a comeback when you're, you know, 36 or something. I don't think there'll be any of that. I'll be the ultimate cheerleader. So that's You'll my... be the coach. Yeah. <laughs> that's my role, right? We'll cheer for you. Whatever you choose. <laughs> we'll be coaching you and cheering yeah. you on. Uh-huh. Your little strider bike. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. <laughs> be so fun. Okay. You want to go for breakfast? Yeah. Can you wait? Okay. All right. Well, with that, great ending. Thanks for having me. Into the family. Thank yeah. you so much for joining us today. And um, you know, we're gonna have to have you back on here in about two years just to do a little check-in, an update, life update, <laughs> a life update, a little coaching update. See where yeah. 
you ended up track or or speed skating or road or all of them we'll see or yeah. all of them <laughs> we'll do the winter here and the summer yeah. here just like a rotation so yeah no it'll be great <laughs> all right well thank you so much thank and you. we'll have yourself um what well, i don't know if i could say merry christmas because I'm not sure when we'll be posting this, but I am so grateful to have had you. And we forgot to mention that we met um, at a coaching course. Yeah, so, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, so there's a whole gang of us. You better watch out, new coaches in, in Canada. <laughs> Other wave coming, so. Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much for tuning in to the interview with Canadian athlete Christy Lay. Uh, we're just so proud to have her with us. And um, now, please don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel for the live interview and to the podcast for our audio interviews that are coming out three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for your listening pleasure. Now, Friday is my personal coach's tip and of the week. Plus, please go check out my cycling website. So cyclingskillspro.com for all the latest courses, webinars, and downloads that I posted up there. Now, thank you very much again for joining us. And don't forget, you're one pedal stroke away from cycling like a pro. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.